0: Hey, welcome back to the PK Podcast with Eli Blevins and John Groves. It's a show by PKs, for PKs, all about PKs because we know that P doesn't stand for perfect. And so today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to our hearts, something we've been learning, that our struggles are just as important as our salvation to God. You know, everything about you matters to God. So today we're not just going to point out problems, we're going to point toward the solutions. So as my co-host Eli Blevins would say, let's go. What's up everybody? Welcome back. We're so stoked that you're here. I'm here with my incredible co-host, Mr. Pastor, Dr. Reverend Eli Blevins. What's up, Eli?
1: What is going on, Pastor, Dr. Evangelist? Revivalist John Groves. You forgot Bishop. I forgot
0: Bishop. How could I forget that? I don't know, man. That seems like that's the most important one. Bishop or apostle, I go by either one. It just depends on the day. And you know, God gives us different gifts. So come on. Absolutely. One hundred percent. I'm a so, servant to the Lord at heart. So just you can call me
1: whatever it is. I'm just a servant.
0: Hmm. And you're sharing that with such humility, it just, it blows me away. It should, you know, (laughs) there's not really
1: a doctor and nothing about me screams doctor.
0: No, that's true. And you know what? I couldn't be a medical doctor. That is absolutely for sure. Because people's injuries, people just talking about their surgeries and things like that grosses me out. Like oh. prayer request time at small group where people feel like they need to share all their private details. I can't do it. I have hard to no. look at my phone. Can't do it.
1: No, no, no. I don't want to know. I blood. No, thank you. I can't even do that. Broken bones. I thought I broke my toe last week and I'm not convinced I didn't break my toe. I don't really know if I did or didn't, but it's like been blue and purple
0: for the past two weeks now. It hurts like crazy. Oh, I can't even look at my toe. Thank you for sharing that with us. We all really appreciate that image. The only blood yeah, I, I care about is the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Happy Easter. Happy Easter week, something like that. I don't know. They always say Holy Week is the week leading up to Easter, but we always preach that it's Easter Sunday every Sunday, so I think we can talk about Easter any time of the year.
1: Let's go. Hey, I'm if we get to celebrate Jesus dying and resurrecting. If that's just a one weekend kind of deal.
0: Then we have swung and mist. Come on, somebody. You know, we are on week like 30 something, it feels like, of coronavirus quarantine. For those Is that it are listening? April 80th? Do it's what April
1: 80th, I think, today. April 80th or 81st, April. April 80th,
0: sure. yes. This has been going on for forever. And for those of you who are listening to these archived episodes, maybe our future kids or something like that someday. This has been an interesting time where we're telling you stories about how we braved the battled streets, but what we really did was stayed home and watch movies and sent memes to one another.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because then in six months, when uh, we actually can be back to normal, we're going to be wishing we were able to be at home watching Netflix and eating whatever we wanted to eat and do that. So I guess uh, the gratitude needs to be in full check for where we are now.
0: Well, we're excited to be back with you guys for this new episode today, and we've kind of adopted a a new format that we're really excited about, where once a month, Eli and I are going to share with you some practical tips on dealing with the perks and the problems that come with being a pk and yep. then we're going to interview some incredible preachers kids on the other week so we're going to hit you with two episodes a month every other week you can look forward to spending 30 to 60 minutes with us and it's going to be incredible i'm excited about it aren't you oh man
1: this is great this is great and we had no on our podcast the other week he did a fantastic job, so I encourage you guys to go back and listen to Pastor Bishop Noah Heron as well, and he did such a good job, and we have so many other people that are coming on, and we're looking forward to it, so be tuned in, follow our Instagram at those Preachers Kids. plug, plug, plug to our Instagram, and uh, we'll let you know what's
0: going on. Absolutely. As we've been talking about different struggles that we faced, and also different great opportunities because some people make the PK life to be a totally problematic experience. And there are a ton of great things that are involved with it as well. So we don't want to make everything sound so negative, but we love sharing our perspectives, just the two of us back and forth, because we came from different personalities and perspectives on ministry and family dynamics. And I started sharing with Eli about how, at least in our family, and I'm not sure exactly how it was in yours, but your salvation was the most important. Like our parents or grandparents pushed us to make sure that we were saved. You got to get saved. And that was a valuable thing. I really appreciate that. That exposure to the gospel. You must have been a terrible kid if they needed you to get saved that bad. Bro, they were were witnessing to me. At like two years old, man, like I needed Jesus, still do. But that constant exposure to the gospel allowed me to accept Christ at a very early age. I actually got saved when I was four years old. Hey, same here. Let's go. Four. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Let's because do that. We were both wise and mature beyond our years. Brilliant. Way beyond. I mean, that's how we became Dr. Pastor Bishop
1: evangelist john and eli that's how we got it you know come on if exactly. you're not saved if you're not saved if you're not saved at four years old then like yeah you're you're lagging at a lot.
0: Yeah, what are kidding. you even doing with your life yeah obviously but we're kidding we started thinking about how once you were saved at least in my pk household and as i communicate you know through instagram and Uh, Twitter with some older PKs, younger PKs aren't so much on Twitter, but some older ones, it seems like salvation was the answer to everything. Like if you were struggling with something personal, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, some sort of an addiction even that the answer was, well, I mean, are you even saved? Like sometimes it was a negative thing. Like if you were really saved, you wouldn't be struggling with that, you know, or You just need to you just need to pray more and read your Bible more. And that's the answer to everything because you're saved. Classic. Struggles weren't important. And Eli and I wanted to report to you today that your struggles are just as important to God as your salvation.
1: That's right. That's right. Look, we are not the two perfect shining people in the world, but we have been there. And so we know how to get out of some of these situations. And um, I know for me, it was not always a, I made it seem like it was a squeaky clean road, but it always was not a squeaky clean road to being where I am now. Um, But yeah, John, I think you hit the nail on the head. Your struggles are as important as your salvation. When you're saved, it's not like, all right, everything's good and gone. Nope, in this life, you will have troubles, but take heart. Jesus has overcome the world. And so we gotta remember that in everything we do.
0: Absolutely that, that's a good word he's just quoting scripture right off the top of his head because he's an incredible PK
1: you know i, I would like to say that I, I uh, always knew that but um I read that this morning because it was in our church's devotion so it just it just came to me from there so wow
0: memorizing scripture and having daily devotions I have hid the word in my heart that I may not sin against God come on somebody that's that's yeah. good. Like I'm feeling challenged.
1: If you're looking for some scripture references, we could do this all
0: day. Absolutely. I started thinking about what are some of the the struggles that PKs face. And so we want to hit you with some of the struggles that that we faced. In fact, we're going to give you three. We're going to give you three really big ones. These are kind of a an averaged collection of things that Eli and I both faced as well as struggles that PKs are writing to us about frequently. Yep. And there is one in particular that I would love to say took me by surprise, but it really didn't. It's, it's, it's multifaceted.
1: The first couple times I heard it, like the first time I was like, okay, that's new. And then I kept hearing it. I was like, I, this is actually like people are really going through this. Like this is something you talk about.
0: Absolutely. And it's incredible, the statistics. And these are just the PKs that come out and confess, hey, this is me or this was me. We're not even talking about those that are still keeping everything under wraps as far as their struggle is concerned or their recovery is concerned. But it is mind blowing at times, the number of PKs that are dealing with sexuality and or pornography as well
1: yep i mean i could sit here and easily say i was you know like i said i was surprised at first but no i it is a almost like a i don't know i i think for me and i was kind of sharing with you about this before um we got on here i was surprised but then i realized when parents try to like shelter their kids so much from the world they just want to kind of open up the curtain just to see what they're hiding and then whenever they see kind of what has been hidden from they kind of get stuck in this life You're They're like oh this is what was hidden from me this is what my parents are trying to shelter me from and they get stuck in the cycle of you know either sexuality or pornography and it becomes a cycle and a rut that is an addiction and you know it's hard to get out of that
0: absolutely it is like quicksand And as preacher's kids, similar to quicksand, sometimes the more you struggle, the more trapped in it you become because you get in this binge purge cycle of quote unquote recovery where you'll go several days or even several weeks abstaining from that, which is your struggle. And then you will deep dive into it sometimes even worse than you were into it before because it's an on again, off again type of a thing because you're fighting the enemy with the wrong tools. You're not conquering it. You're just quieting it for a little time. For sure. I mean, it's like when you're sick, you can, you know, pop some
1: Advil or some Tylenol in and that will cure the symptom, but there's something else deeper that's going on that, you know, your body needs healing from. It's the headache. Is not just a head. It's a root of something else that is happening. And so, um, same with these kind of struggles. You can't fight it on your own, and you can't just kind of put a bandaid over it. Um, And from what I've seen, especially, I was talking to a guy very recently, and he was like, "Man, I was six months. I was so good with it, and now, uh, kind of since quarantine, I'm just back in this rut again of going through it." And, you know, he was like, and I felt like I was doing all the right things. I just, I, I kind of willed myself out of it and I was strong enough. And I kept telling myself every day I wouldn't do it. But at the end of the day, you know, Jesus is the only one that can heal you from anything. Um, and so it's not mind over matter, it's Jesus over my mind and my matter. Um,
0: mm-hmm. And I think
1: that will, that can cure, I mean, it can cure anything. And I just know from kind of some of those experiences, like going and walking through it with people, um, it's I can't say anything to get people out of it. You can't do anything. Your parents can't. It's you going to Jesus and saying, I I need healing from
0: this. That's good. That's a good word. I love the illustration that you used in just kind of peeking behind the curtain to see what you're being sheltered from and then getting trapped. And that was absolutely my story. Uh, Not just with this, but with, with multiple things, rules and, structures surrounding my life as a pk were so stinking restrictive and there are some principles in that that i i will look forward to applying in my own family but then there are many that i will avoid altogether because i saw what it produced the fruit that it produced in my life but i found myself like in the world of pornography it was back when email forwards were still the the thing and spam email was like the the big bait of oh, the yeah. enemy i think at that time because it was a an email i was not supposed to have received that was the the eye opener for me into that world and it took me several years to escape from that because i was the binge Purge. Go to camp, get clean. Come home from camp. Use that as an escape from what was sometimes a, a crazy reality. And it took it took counseling and community in order to shake that. Yep. And you cannot do it on your own. Yeah, the reason why Eli and I are so passionate about sharing this with you is because of what Paul wrote in First Corinthians six eighteen, where he says, "Flee from sexual immorality." Because every other sin a person commits is outside of the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Like you are hurting yourself long term in unique and spiritual spirit scarring ways when you indulge in this type of sin no matter how enticing and exciting it may seem right now, we promise, because we love you, that you will regret this later if you don't let God get a hold of it.
1: Yes, and especially for those who are not married. One day you're going to have to, one day you're going to get married and you're going to look at your spouse and be like, hey, I fully saved myself for you. Like, I'm fully yours. You definitely don't want to bring that into a marriage if you're struggling with pornography and things like that. Like, you definitely don't want to bring that in. So if, if you are married and you're struggling with it, find somebody immediately to help you be yourself in community, find, you know, people that you can look up to a pastor, um, just a mentor, someone that can help you out, go to God, run to him, don't walk, run to him. Hmm. And yeah, get yourself out. But if you're, if you're not married, um, yeah, I would get yourself, i would try to get yourself healed from that as soon as you can. Um, I'm thankful that I didn't bring any of that into a marriage myself. Um, i definitely brought other things with me but i did not bring that stuff with me and i'm thankful that i could spare my wife from having to live with that but if that's that's you there is so much grace for you as well so don't think we're just sitting here like trying to thump you over the head with this it is okay none of us are perfect don't feel like you have to have it all together but at the same time we should always be looking to better ourselves um, our body is a temple. I mean, the Lord talks about our body is a temple and you don't want us to be sinning against yourself, um, against God. So uh, just, I uh, would get yourself
0: healed from it. Absolutely. And it's
1: nothing to be embarrassed about either.
0: So many times we're so trapped by something that we're actually going to talk about. It's our, our second of three issues, but we're so we're so trapped in it that we don't allow this sin to come to light. We don't get help. And the only things that have power in our lives are the secret things that we keep in the dark. Once something's yeah. been brought into the light, it loses its power. And so to the preacher's kid who's struggling with pornography or sexuality or homosexuality, really any type of sin along these lines, Jesus really spoke to that. Matthew chapter five, verse 28, he says, Hey, this is the, the John Gross translation. Under the the old covenant, which was a list of rules that you had to keep in order to receive the blessings of God, if you, as long as you kept everything on the outside clean, you were good. But I say to you that if you commit adultery with someone in your heart, that you've done it in the eyes of God. He's saying, this is not just a what I do, it's a how I think issue. And God wants to control your thinking. And that's where... Your verse that you quoted early on in the the podcast comes in handy. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. We're not just talking about memorizing scripture. We're asking you to be constantly in the word of God, hearing God's words from scripture and through other outlets. And the more that you allow that light to shine into your heart and the more that you listen to who God says that you are, the more you will be able to have victory, not because of your own will, but because it's God's will for your life. Truth will make you free.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of this just wraps up in identity and who you are and being secure in in who you are. And um, I know that's you could talk about that for we could have a whole podcast season of this identity and struggle with that if we wanted to. Um, Because it's real. I mean, the devil... I mean, he what is the devil's role? He wants to come to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's it. But what does it say right after? But I have come. Jesus has come that you may have life and have it to the fullest. I personally want to lean on life to the fullest side than getting on. stuck in this destructive cycle. But I mean, it's the struggles are real. I mean, you can't. There's no way to be you know blemish free in this world. We've all we're all going to sin. So. Yeah, it's okay if you're struggling with it, but it's not okay to stay where you are. Um, for me, I was, <clears throat> I was reading a book by Rich Wilkerson Jr. called "End kind of Sinners. I encourage you guys to read it if you haven't. But the kind of the premise of it was is that Jesus was always around people who were sinners, but not because he wanted to hang out with them and just be cool with them. He wanted to do it because he wanted to transform their heart. Yes. And so me and you are also that sinners. He wants to be close to us so that he can help transform us from the inside out. So whenever it's things like identity and stuff that is happening in us, or any kind of sexual stuff happening inside of us, God wants to help heal us from inside out because He loves us. He died on the cross for us, and we just celebrate Easter. And that's the whole point of it. He died on the cross for our sins, and it's nothing to be embarrassed about or you know have pride in. But you know that's that's who He is, and that meant, for me makes me want to praise Jesus all the more. I mean, I don't know anyone who's died for me. You probably don't know someone who's died for you. No, John, I'm not dying for you. Love you, bro. Probably not going to die for you, but, uh, but Jesus, but Jesus did, you know? Um, yeah, I'm, I, I love you, John. Honestly, I'm not even in the same city as you, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I probably wouldn't be able to jump in front of a car for you anyways.
0: All right. Well, that makes sense. I understand that.
1: That's why it is not because it's a hard thing. It's It's, just the geography thing.
0: Right. It's the geography absolutely i'm i fully support that and endorse that statement exactly 100% this is what we're celebrating and we could spend hours on this issue but it does kind of lead into another and you know all of these kind of tie into the pk life because of the way that we're expected to be whether expected from church people or from our parents or both the way that we're expected to be can cause us to dive deep into to secret things. Um, and not all the things that we keep uh secret in our life are, are bad things. You know uh, we secretly enjoyed some movies in our house that we would never tell church people about just because we didn't want to hear about it. You know, <laughs> like some, some scary movies that you wouldn't talk about from, from the pulpit, you know, <laughs> but you know, but we're we're talking about some some sinful things that that can get in our lives, and because of how people expect us to be and the way that we deal with identity on a whole different level as preachers' kids, Eli, you brought up one struggle that I know we both had, but you spoke so clearly to it, and that was the idea of image
1: oh yes, uh, image was for me it probably still is even one of my biggest you know things that I can cycle back into um, if I'm not careful with it and it's just this idea of wanting to appear something that you're not or better than you are and that kind of ties into like a pride issue as well or being selfish <sighs> but for me it was it was image I wanted to look a certain way act a certain way buy clothes because they had to do this play this drive this everything because someone else was doing it better or seeing like they're doing it better and I was always trying to chase that better And I think think it's one thing to be trying to chase yourself and improve yourself. Not talking about that, but talking about kind of the superficial things of life that you're trying to, I don't know, make yourself seem better, prop yourself up on a pedestal and let your ego run rampant. That's kind of what I'm talking about. And for me, especially um, when I was playing sports, I thought I was the greatest athlete to ever walk the face of the earth. (laughs) I thought because I played three sports a year, Um, because I played this and was varsity and was captain and I thought because of all that I am just walking on the moon and hanging out with the sun and the stars up there in space and no one could touch me Mm. and um, yeah that just wasn't the case in case you haven't noticed um, that was not the case and so I let some of that stuff just play into every part of my life Um, even in church image was You know, I always wanted to make sure I was saying the right things. Even like I would, I remember even one time in church, I can remember clearly this moment. I wanted to make sure that I was raising my hands the right way in worship. And then I'll, I mean, who does that? I mean, who thinks about that? But when you're so consumed with image, that's what you think about. And so for me, I was like making sure that, you know, and it was, I was worshiping myself during worship. I mean, who in the world does that? Your boy Eli did. And, um, Yeah. I don't know about you if you've ever struggled with any of this like identity image thing, but for me, it's what absolutely, it took off my life. And uh, it took some hard conversations and still does take hard conversations and some self-checking to have it myself. But like I said, Jesus is a healer and uh, he'll walk you out of it.
0: Absolutely. You know, I think just about every human on the planet struggles with image and image is kind of a, a wrapper for, you know, perfectionism being whitewashed tombs as Jesus called it, just being surfacy, you know, clean on the outside, dead on the inside, ego, pride, we're, we're wrapping all those things up in this word image and everybody struggles with it. But the reason why we're speaking to preachers kids is because we struggle with it on a different level in different ways. But if we can get a handle on this, God can use us to help lead others out of it. We've been strategically placed. But did I struggle with it or do I struggle with it? Huge resounding yes. I can think back to earliest memories in Sunday school and children's church in our Baptist Mm -hmm. context where I did not want to get a question wrong. If they asked a Bible question I should know the answer. And if I answered it wrong and the teacher said, oh, that's incorrect, I was going to get mad and prove them wrong that my answer really was right in some context or another.
1: Oh, I fall right in line with, like, to a T. That that whole scenario, I have
0: played that for years. And... Then you become a little older, you know, preteen teenager and you kind of realize this position that you hold and the, the tiny little bit of power that you have and that kind of goes to your head and I won't even speak in, you know, second, third person. Let's just talk about first person that, that went to my head and So that became this whole other level of I need to make sure that I look put together and that everything's in order. And some of that was personal pride. And then some of that was placed upon me because when things were out of place, people pointed them out. I'm talking about I had the goofiest looking old man hairdo that a teenager could have. Like I was modeling my life after a 55 to 60 year old. and 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 doing really well. From you know, everybody else is showing up to school. Our school had a dress code, but you know, tennis shoes, uh, cargo pants were the thing back then. And I was showing up in black dress shoes, you know, black dress pants, and a button up because that's what I was supposed to do. And yep. if my hair was messed up, or you know, there was one guy in particular in our church who would intentionally mess my hair up just because he knew how it would turn my face red. It would bother me, not just because of how I wanted to look, but because of how I was expected to look. And it manifested all kinds of unhealthy behaviors and thought processes and habits in my life. And what it resulted in was ego and pride Surfacey, perfectionistic, image driven, quote unquote, Christianity, but it was yep. awful, bro. Oh, for sure.
1: I mean, even like early on in the days of social media, I guess now you can't really see things like Instagram like, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I just remember I was like, it was the greatest deal whenever I first got on Instagram. And it went from if you were on Instagram during the time, you are an OG social media Instagrammer. There was a time where it would show everyone's name who liked the picture and so you got to 10 likes and once you got to 10 likes it just said 10 likes 11 likes 12 likes i remember so badly being like if this if i can see everyone's name on it like until then i'm deleting this picture and didn't get enough likes and um then i was like if i got to 10 likes like where it actually said the number 10 like i'm here like i'm good this picture can stay up yes. like who the
0: heck does that eli but your boy did. Oh um, no, that was me too. I, I remember when Instagram. <laughs> I had a Facebook when you had to have a .edu email address to get one, uh, oh. and I had a I had a friend who who helped me get set up. At least I think you had to have a .edu email address. I know that not very many people were on there. Like you know, right after MySpace got outlawed by all Christians, you know, back in the day. Oh yeah, then, I didn't. I was
1: not allowed to have a MySpace. <laughs>
0: Instagram comes out and it was specifically for photographers but we all saw the we we all saw the potential in it for you know vain selfies and oh yeah the goal was 10 likes you're so right you had to get to 10 because we only had 40 something followers but <laughs> yeah. but now it's like man if this doesn't get 8000 you know I'm something like that like it's it's ridiculous these struggles they're going to pop up as as you walk through this life as a PK, those of you that are listening. But we don't want to just throw the shadow of struggle over top of you. We want to give you some glimmers of hope and some ways out. And we were talking about how an awareness of who God is, is integral. It is the key to an awareness of others and yourself. And Eli, you yeah. had some practical steps for how to battle pride and image.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I know a few minutes ago I was talking about how in worship how I would even want to raise my hands a certain way to esteem, you know, like I, I had it what was going on. But also worship for me was the way I combated it as well. Cause whenever at the end of the day, when you're in the presence of God, I could get I could go on a, you know, I could go on a sermon here. But so much of that stuff has to bow the name of Jesus. And so when you lift up the name of Jesus, everything has to bow the name of Jesus. So for me, I love just turning on a Hillsong song and just worshiping my way through my battle. Um, There's a song right now um, that I've been listening to by Elevation called See a Victory. And it says, I'm going to see a victory because the battle belongs to you. And I think for me, so much in my life, I needed that as my anthem like I'm gonna see a victory in this I'm gonna see a victory out of my ego and so whenever I was in worship just surrender actually in worship not not doing worship but I was in worship there's a difference it, you know I think I took a lot of time a lot of my life to take those 30 minutes of worship and that was just part of the service and not make it who I was when I made that who I was though I could start tangibly seeing differences from the inside out and again it's yeah no one's gonna say we're we're perfect in here, oh, we got an organ going and well, everything I
0: <laughs> felt like you were just bringing such a word that we needed some fiery organ sound effects, like come oh on, God. he was giving I'm one point right after the other, y'all, and I was getting fired up. You couldn't see me but but dang one more time, yeah, there we go, come on, somebody, <laughs> you kill me. you can't be <laughs> hyping my ego up now.
1: I'm gonna struggle with it today, bro,
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: But no, for me, worship, I remember the first song I can remember listening to on my own was a song called From the Inside Out. Now, if you know the song mm. From the Inside Out, my heart and my soul, would I give you control, consume me from the inside out. I remember listening to that in about 2007, 2000, yeah, 2007 was the year, I think I was in seventh grade. Fun fact for me, whatever year it was is what grade I was in. So 2007, I was in seventh grade, so I can just kind of pinpoint that. Come 2010 on. I was in t- 10th grade so I remember in 2007 being the 7th grade listening to that song for the first time <clears throat> and kind of having that be my anthem even now if I hear that song I just feel like I'm born again I'm a new creation and the so.
0: cry of my heart is to give <laughs> you praise from the Love inside me. out come on yes if you don't know that song
1: pause the podcast type in Hillsong United from the inside out and let yourself go on a worship fest you will thank me later and let us know if you have listened to it but that song for me set the bar for probably the trajectory of my ego sinful life that i was living in anytime i get into that kind of place i can put that song on and i'm immediately just <clears throat> satisfied with who i am and so my heart my soul lord i give you control and so i think that could be wrapped up with anything with with sin When we just give ourselves to Jesus and give ourselves over, of course it's not like a cleansing process immediately because we're Christians now, but surrender, man. I don't want to just, I'm thinking for, for me right now, I can be sitting in the room with my wife. Yeah. We're a part of each other, but if I'm not engaging with her, then nothing's really happening in our relationship. You Mm -hmm. know, she could be sitting on the couch and I could be in the kitchen hanging out, but if we're both spending quality time with each other, like I'm changed by her you know, she's changed by me. Not that sounds weird, but you know, we're, you know, evolving with each other and growing in our relationship. When Jesus is just not just just sitting there hanging out on your nightstand, but with your Bible or on your phone, on your Bible app or worship music, then when that's the case, then spend time with him and he'll change your life from the inside out.
0: Absolutely. It sounds,
1: it sounds, it sounds easier said than done, but Sometimes it is just opening up the Bible listening to worship music and getting yourself right
0: yes sometimes we we know the the struggles of other people by the nature of our our family dynamic and the leadership position we hold and so we we view people through a a dark lens sometimes we view ourselves through a much much better higher you know arrogant lens than we should yes. and the yes, solution yes, yes. to image is knowing and living in the image of god and the more i become aware of who he is and what he has done for me wow then i can tolerate other people not not just tolerate i can love other people and i can lessen myself because of a realization of who God is. Worship is the answer to ego, pride, perfectionism, and image in general. That's
1: right, man. I need to My organ, a little background. Come on.
0: Hey, real <laughs> quick, we've got one more for you because we don't want to keep you super long. We appreciate you spending this time with us. And quick little commercial shout out. You need to go follow us on Instagram at thosepreacherskids and engage with the content there and we were talking about our third our third struggle and not that we couldn't talk about dozens for hours and hours but i got to say that this is one that when eli said it i was like dang that's me too because it goes beyond perfectionism it goes beyond surfacey image focused living it goes to kind of a root here and I think we should just call it negativity, skepticism. Yep. Yep. We, we struggle with it. We look at everything with a perspective of no solutions. Tell me about that, Eli.
1: Man, I mean, even thinking about just quarantine and how it's so easily we can slip into this negativity that, oh man, we got to stay inside and watch Netflix all day. Like, woe is me. Hmm but their negativity though is so so real skepticism and doubt and everything that kind of wraps itself up in negativity and always wants to i don't know for me i i'm not necessarily a challenger but i'm i'm definitely more of a pushback to say no i don't mind saying no um, or i don't like this or i don't like that and nobody wants to be around negative nancy you don't want to be a negative nancy no one wants to be around it and so for me i have to keep myself in good check with that because I can slip into that if I'm not careful. And um, honestly, it's just having gratitude for where you are. I'm just happy to be in the room. Right now we're uh, podcasting through Zoom. I'm just happy to be on the Zoom um, and in the room and have all the gratitude with each other. And I even get to be able to talk to you know preacher's kids about struggles and perks and perspectives and all that kind of stuff. Um, or even have a job, being able to work at a church, to have a job where my job is to share the gospel to people each and every week. I can. It, it's so easy for us to be able to count the things that we are grateful for. But the devil also, he'll try to throw things in there to try to skew your perspective on things. And uh, to the best you can, get those, like we said, hide the word in your heart that you may not sin against God. Find that worship music. Find people who will tell you Eli, you are being so annoying with your negativity. Like you need someone to slap it out of you sometimes. And um, so yeah, find someone who will be truthful with you. If you are surrounding yourself with yes men all the time, then you will be stuck in a repetitive cycle of negativity or ego or any of these situations that we're talking about, any of these sins. But man, for me, I need someone to look at me and say, Eli, you are being just pessimistic. I don't even want to be in the room with you right now that's what it took for me and um, finding myself, you know, getting free of that, but I can slip into that real quickly if I can, but you know, I'm much better than I used to be
0: for sure. How do we get free from image struggles or negativity perspective problems? I'll tell you a first step, like Eli said, is to go talk to your, if you've got a boyfriend or girlfriend or a best friend who can be 100% honest with you but hasn't been 100% honest with you to this point and say, hey, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to respond. In fact, I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to ask you these questions and listen to your answers, and then this conversation is going to be done. I'm not going to defend myself. But here's the question. Do I struggle with image, and do Mm -hmm. I struggle with a negative perspective? And then – let them answer yes or no and expound upon it and point out some ways and it's going to be hard. And you're going to want to come back at them and be like, well, the reason why I do that or the reason why I think this way, and that's not the way to a a solution. It's not the way of escape. It's the way to dig that hole a little bit deeper. So don't defend yourself. Don't whatever open mind, soft heart, submissive, humble spirit before God in worship Let somebody speak some truth into your life because in life there will be obstacles. And as a PK, you know that because you're in ministry, you're around ministry and coronavirus is a massive obstacle that your parents have had to overcome and navigate through. And a lot of people have been skeptical of your parents, not realizing that your parents have never led through a pandemic before. This is a first for all of us. But every obstacle can be reshaped into an opportunity depending on our perspective. And if we look at it from a a low point of view, all we're going to see is the walls of Jericho. But if we look at it from God's perspective, recognizing he exists outside of time, the battle Mm -hmm. is already won. He already knows the ending. Then we can receive the same word that he gave Joshua when he said, see, I have given Jericho into your hands. Joshua, all he saw was the walls and God already saw the win. Oh, so there PK, you go. That's the catchphrase. That is it. Hold on. Tweak that. I got, I got to get my, where's, where's my organ at? I lost it. Um, but I, I'm going to say it a little slower one more time so that the PKs okay, can slow. get it out there. When you look at things from God's perspective, you, it may feel like you are Joshua who only sees the walls, but God oh, on. already sees the wind. Come on, Boom. somebody. That was good. Boom. I'll, I'll, I'll be like, my own organist. Somebody say amen. If I had
1: the little organ app, I would do it. I like what you said as well, though, about, um, I think it was, um, opposition into opportunities. Oh man. I mean, dude, if you were, if you need anything in your life that you're struggling with, just play that last five minutes of John speaking. And there you go. You're you're good. You are going to be set up for success.
0: An attitude of gratitude will always change your altitude. It will help you. If you'll pause to be thankful, like Eli said, be thankful for where God has you and what God has you in. God can shift your perspective to see things the way he sees it instead of the way that you've been seeing it. And so at the end of the day, um, before Eli closes us out and I don't know if he'll pray over us or whatever, we probably need it. But I I just want to say that if you're dealing with sexuality image or negativity, there is grace for you. If you've already fallen in those areas, there is grace for you. Amen. If you fall in those in the future after hearing the super convicting solid word from Eli and me, there is still grace for you. God still right. loves you. And as fellow PKs, we are here for you and we, we we're, we're hard on you because we know that that God wants to use you in powerful ways to lead many people in your context but we also relate to the uniqueness of your struggle like no one else does. And so you you connect with us on Instagram at those preachers kids, send us messages. They're all anonymous, but we're, we are here for you. We're your support system and we'll help connect you with people in your area. If we know them, like this is a family and we're in this together. And as we become more aware of who God is God helps us to become more aware of who other people are and who we really are. And life's going to be so much easier. So that's all I have to say about that. Eli, you close us out. Let's
1: go. Let's go. And like you said, that's so much of the reason we even started this podcast is because we were calling each other up, using each other as support systems. And you never know, you may be able to find someone in, you know, this community as well that can, you can call up and hang out with and chat with and go through, man, and we're here for you. We love you. Um, But yes, I'm going to pray for us, Um, and I don't know where you are. I don't know if you're in a car, and you probably aren't at work. Maybe you are. Um, Maybe you're in your room, but I'm just going to pray for us, and so if you want to, just kind of maybe lift your hands up, or if there's something that you know you need to surrender to God, and we're just going to kind of pray for this, pray for you, and um, yeah, so let's get to it. Lord, we thank you so much for um, this day. Lord, um, Lord, we just thank you for each and every person listening to this, Lord. Thank you for who they are, what they represent, their backgrounds, where they come from. Thank you that they are uniquely and wonderfully designed by you and for you. So we thank you that, Lord. We pray for each person who is struggling today, Lord. Lord, right now we just pray that you just come intervene in their life, Lord. Transform them from the inside out today. Lord, Lord we just pray that they uh, just keep surrendering their life to you each and every day, Lord. We thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for our parents, for our pastors, Lord. Bless their churches, help them lead strong during this um, epidemic, pandemic that we are in. Lord, give them wisdom, give them strength, give them boldness to do us right, Lord. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Good word.
1: Good. 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 Well, guys, again, thank you so much for listening to us today. Hopefully, you could relate to a little bit of what we were talking about, uh, or apply that to whatever sin is you're struggling with in your life. And uh, we're here for you. We love you. We do this because we love you. And um, yeah, we just, we know the solution. We're not the solution, but we know the solution. His name is Jesus.
0: Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. And we want to ask you to do two things. Go like our page on Facebook and follow us at those preachers kids on Instagram. We can't wait to connect with you.